0: Play. It's Wednesday, April 11th, 2012, episode number four of Yet Another Tech Show. It's yet, yetanothertechshow.com. Make sure to check us out on iTunes, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Google Pluses, all of that stuff. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, we got Aunt Pruitt. What's up, man? What's going on, Matt? We got Larry Press. What's up?
1: Good to see you, guys. Good to see you.
0: Good. Mike Rothman, how are you? I'm good,
2: Matt. Good to see you all tonight.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Looking at you guys on a newly redesigned Google Plus, are we on Facebook Hangouts? What are, what, what are we using here? <laughs> and was it like Facebook as soon as they changed something, the revolt happened? What, what was
3: the, oh my uh, gosh. What was the Everybody attitude? Everybody just wigged out, and the first thing that came to my mind uh, was, does this almost look like Facebook?
0: A In, lot of a lot of white space, no black yeah. space. As the no, funniest, no black space. What's up with that? You know? <laughs> Lamar Wilson <laughs> yeah, really? had a YouTube video <laughs> up that was uh, pretty amusing about that. <laughs> and then on Google Plus, if you see, there's a whole uh, little meme that kind of developed under what was the the hashtag. It's uh, white
3: space usage or something. Yeah, like yeah
0: hashtag uses for white space. If you go on Google+, Plus, just type that in the search box. There's, it, It's just amazing. It, it's fun to watch memes like this just be born and then fizzle out and, and it, die. So organic.
2: Isn't it? They, they just appear out of nowhere and have a life of their own. I mean, we were talking about vegetables in the white space. We were talking about (laughs) children's pictures in the white space. It it was all over the map.
3: Betty White in the white space. Betty White. (laughs) The Betty White
0: space. (laughs) Oh, man. Got to love the Internet. If it's not good for anything, let it just be that. Um, You guys want to start out talking about uh, Facebook purchased Instagram a few days after Instagram finally comes out with its Android app, which we talked about on our uh, Android podcast, Attack of the Androids. And it seemed to a lot of us that it was just too little too late. We've all moved on and found other apps to do what Instagram does and then some. But Facebook saw some value in this. Uh, Larry, what what do you think about this? Did they buy filters for a billion dollars or what?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I'm not an Instagram user, but everything I've heard, it sounds really like kind of a minor thing. I guess it has a gazillion users, but it crosses my mind. Aren't all those people already Facebook users? I mean, did they pick up net new users? That's the thing. So, was it a play for talent? Well, why do, do they it? need? To, why do they need to do that? I mean, well, because as it looks- I understand it, I've never used it. You take a snapshot and you put a filter on it and turn it sepia or something. I mean, that's it,
0: right? <laughs> But does it? It looks bad when you snipe Whoa. talent from other companies, right? So when you pay a billion dollars for the talent, that's more respectful, is it not?
2: Om Malik had a great post on this subject just today on GigaOm, and and it's his speculation. Facebook needs a revenue strategy from mobile. Currently, uh, Facebook earns a lot of revenue, but none of it is from mobile, and mm. and. Malik believes that uh, Instagram is going to bring a uh, a revenue model with them for their mobile application. Is
0: Instagram Mal- monetizing currently? I mean, do they? I, I'm not a user either, but I don't think they have a pay service. On it.
2: They don't. But I think Malik's speculation is that there's going to be advertising interspersed with the Instagram service on in the mobile environment and that's going to generate revenue and Facebook is going to feed that going to feed that advertising stream and therefore earn the revenue now to me it sounds weak because i don't see that instagram has lasting appeal it's easily replicated yeah and come on folks it's just filters on photos
0: and it's, I mean, it's nothing new. We've seen, I mean, Picasso did this. It, even default stock ICS photo editor in the gallery does this. I mean, it's, it's basically Picasso but on mobile. Um, there's yeah. an interesting piece yeah. on ReadWriteWeb entitled Eight Things Instagram Did Write. And they kind of seemed to leave it to the point that it, they, they operated as a nimble startup, so that was good. They cashed in on the mobile explosion, which, sure, for the iOS <laughs> at least. Uh, they, the interface stayed clean. They didn't get creepy, whatever that means. Uh, they married visceral visual communication and community. Uh, they created a valuable new data set. They didn't worry about making money. And then they embodied a cultural shift towards photo inboxes.
3: Created I mean, a value data, valuable data set. Where what, what did they get that from? I mean, um, is bro, that did a discount and people like Pic ev- and, and, and Lockers? What they
0: say is every time an Instagram user snaps a picture, uh-huh. the app can capture a rich set of data, including location, yeah. time of day, and other data points yeah. that can be associated with Maybe the sensors. Maybe that's They hope
1: they can use that to tar- target advertising. Even if they don't do direct charging for, uh, for uh, certain, you know, for enhance,
0: which is weird because doesn't I mean how many people upload photos to Facebook mobile? I mean, whenever I take a picture on my phone, it goes to three places. It goes to my Twitpic for two accounts, and then it goes to Facebook. That way, I have it, you know, in a, in a couple different places. And so and it's
3: all geotag and has exactly. metadata in it. And right? then it
0: goes up to Google+. I mean, it has the metadata attached to it from the camera unless you tell your camera not to. But then even on Instagram, if you tell your camera not to, it's, it's not going to. So I don't, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do end up doing with it. Um, and then again, on Right Web, they had another article about how Instagram will help Facebook monetize mobile and it 's basically what you just said it 's all about the data, which is weird because you think out of all the companies online in the social explosion, Facebook would be the last one that needs data
1: <laughs> like they're
0: they're the data store I mean, who else has more about us?
1: Aren't they, aren't they already getting a zillion pictures a day from people with mobile cameras? That's what I was thinking, right? I mean, like, of they course have, they are. They these, have a massive... There must be a huge overlap between the users of the two services. I mean, what percentage of the Instagram users are not also Facebook users already?
2: I've got to think that this week's going to go down as the week that Instagram <laughs> jumped the shark. <laughs> you know, I, I already we're seeing an outbreak on uh, the web of uh tips for um, downloading your photos from Instagram as if, you wanna, as, you, as if you want to leave the service. And I think as, as cool as Instagram is, it's, this, it's sort of the app, the hot app of the week. Now that it's mm-hmm. joined at the hip with Facebook, I think it's a Oops. lot less cool.
0: So is that what it is then? It was just that for so long Android users couldn't use it? and now all of a sudden it's there, so I, I don't know. That, that almost seems to me that people would have found another app anyway, and unless Instagram is offering something above and beyond what's existing already, then who cares? Which I don't see that they are. But
2: I, I don't it, get it. I don't see it.
0: Yeah, It'll be interesting to see. Um, as of October 2008, there was a total of 10 billion photos hosted on Facebook. And that was, that was in 08, so...
1: Yeah, and, but, but they don't have filters, man.
0: Well, exactly. And back in 08, well, there, were, there were 2 to 3 terabytes of photos uploaded to Facebook every single day. 2 to 3 terabytes. That's three of my hard drives here on my desktop every day uploaded to
1: Facebook. But if that was in 2008, and that then was it's in, way way bigger. Now.
0: Exactly, that was in I 08, mean, and back nothing. in 08, they were serving over 15 billion
2: photos per day. So yeah, I wow. think I think wow. Facebook is the number one photo sharing site. For and sure. that's that's just by virtue of you know 850 million users. Even more it, than
1: whatever. Flickr, you would say? Oh, oh yeah, I believe okay. so.
0: Because, I mean, out of all those users, not all of them are uploading photos. Some of them are just playing stupid games. So I feel like a a site like Flickr, which all it does is photos, maybe. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see those numbers.
2: You know, Flickr, for all its value for for people serious about photography, is not all that great a place for the casual sharing of photos and And inviting people in, and commenting, and responding to comments. I never used
0: Flickr. it personally. I always, I stuck with Picasa. I don't know. I just liked Google Web Albums. I liked the the way it worked with the the desktop and everything. So I just, I was there.
1: Like I've got a, I have used Flickr in the past, but it's been probably a year or something since I've uploaded anything new to it. Like, can you do that kind of thing where you? Now, I mean, I've always done it from a desktop. Can you do a thing where you, you know, click a picture and pop it up on Flickr and you, and somehow people that know it have subscribed to it get notified? I mean, can you do that kind of, like Mike says, a casual have.
3: There are third-party apps that allows you to upload you to Flickr. Um, but, again, it's losing its popularity, I mean, yeah. partly because of what Yahoo is going through.
1: Yeah, but Flickr was the number one there for a while. Yahoo got of yeah. yeah. Did it, man.
2: Well, I think
3: got a hold of it and things went a little bit
2: differently. <laughs> I, I think Flickr's niche was for the the kind of high end serious photographers photographer, who yeah. really wanted to show off to a public audience their best photography, and Flickr does that wonderfully. But they've been supplanted in terms of mind share by Google Plus and the the really superior photo sharing capabilities of. Of Google Plus, And Flickr's never had the mass adoption that Facebook has. No, not
1: not anywhere near, I wouldn't think.
0: No, I don't think no, anything no. has. I mean yeah. Amazon yeah. maybe, as far as being in their own niche. But and Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, what uh there's an interesting piece that came out about a pro sopa super pack. What what? Yeah, that when I saw that
3: I was <laughs>
0: hot. Man, I was hot. Is this April know? Fool's?
3: Yeah, right. And, yeah, I know last week we discussed being a part-time pirate and all, but I have no problem paying that subscription fee for those for those guys. And then to, to think that they'll be a part of this SOPA act that can just all of a sudden knock down a site such as... as Attack of the Androids or Twit Live because there's some suspicion and just knocked them off of their DNS where we can't get to them. It, or, that's absurd. And I do remember a couple years ago when, um, uh, what's that show, Techzilla that I like to follow, they were down because um, they were accused of BitTorrenting and pirating. When they do use BitTorrent to get their content out there, but it's all of, their content. It's nothing yeah. illegal. Right. Nothing I think a lot of
0: people don't understand. They hear the word torrent. They instantly think illegal pirate. They, yeah. they instantly. And what they don't understand is that there's massive legitimate uses for all of these protocols or services that you know can yes. also be used for bad. I mean, you can... You know, the, it's 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 like that for anything. I mean, a pharmacy. Yes. You can you know have junkies go in there and rob the place, or you can have legitimate patients. Like it, and yeah. so to to kind of give some background of what we're talking about here. This this came out a couple of days ago, wasn't it? Or the ninth? The yeah, time? it was. Um, yeah. I
3: believe it was Monday. Uh, and and um, U.S. lawmakers. Oh, go Yeah, go is, ahead.
0: They, they want to go ahead
3: and and. and have this so-called rumor out there, and it took them a whole day. And when I say them, Netflix, plain it plain took plain. Netflix a whole day to come back and say, "Hey, this is all false. You know, we're 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 not going to get into all of this soap ad." We, we. And I'm like, what took you so long? This has been floating around all day, and multiple different sources were, were reporting it. So you know, was it like, like a Netflix Google has just turned into another mess.
0: Was it a Google bomb then, or was it someone trying to give them a bad name? Or did they cause this says the streaming content giant has created its own super PAC raising claims that will support anti piracy measures in Washington to promote sofa like laws.
3: All right. And see it I like I said, I wasn't really sure about that, that particular source there. I believe it's RT something. Yeah, RT dot com. Right. and more. I had never heard of them, but it just kept popping up on other creditable sites later on in that day.
1: People are
3: and um, RT, right? But it, but it took a while. Finally, Netflix went to Forbes and said, "Hey, look, squash all of this." You know,
1: do you think maybe they they changed their mind? Maybe they sort of had really meant to do it in order to win favor with content uh, providers. That's
0: called
2: pulling a GoDaddy, is it not?
0: I
1: was going to say, didn't that happen with
0: (laughs) GoDaddy? Yeah,
1: they they pulled
2: a GoDaddy. Exactly. You know, Netflix is in this bind. They are so in the the obligation of the content providers, and they're being squeezed by the content providers, and yet they are uh, doing this kind of thing uh, or maybe contemplating this kind of thing that is so contrary to the interests of their users. It's a huge bind for them. So
0: this the, the Pro Sopa Super Pack piece came out on April 9th and it was last edited on the 10th from RT. And then on the same site on April 10th, comes out the piece that is Netflix saying, our committee has nothing to do with SOPA. Uh, It says, internet streaming media provider Netflix insists it is not aiming to establish a political tool to lobby the pro-SOPA anti-piracy agenda. The company's FlixPack committee was formed solely to enable Netflix to, quote, lead a big growing market, it says.
1: Why do you need to form a PAC to lead a market? You you form PACs to buy Congress. You have to lobby, right?
0: You have to lobby to get these guys off of your back so that you're not getting molested for prices on videos so that they can pass that on to the the end user, which is us. It's in our best interest that they do lobby and get these monopolies broken up and put the RIAA and the MPAA in their places before this gets any more out of hand than it already has. It's ridiculous, and it's unnecessary, and it's a waste of time and money.
2: I think this is an industry that's going to learn that, that Internet users, common, ordinary folks like us, are going to be watching this issue and are going to rain hell down on yeah. them if, if they start messing with net neutrality or the availability of content. Well, Remember yeah. a while ago they
1: they tried to stream off the uh, split off the two companies the the yeah. CD, the DVD and and streaming yeah. thing and then they were like said, nope came unglued and they uh, backed down yeah. also known as a train wreck yeah,
0: right yeah. also known as backpedaling
2: it's this is sad to me because it, Netflix is a company I have really liked and admired you know I've been a, I've been a, I can't. I can't remember how long ago it was I first subscribed to Netflix. I got the discs in the mail, and now I get the streaming. I want them to succeed, but they're not. uh, Boy, they sure make it hard on us. Well, they're
3: getting my money every month. I get the disc and the streaming, and I I try to utilize it because, like you, I think it's a pretty good service. But they just really need to be careful here recently.
0: I just got a Netflix account. Because it worked on my prime tablet, and it, it is right. it's great for what's on there. It's a lot of stuff that's just sitting on my terabyte drive, taking up space, like a lot of old school British TV shows, a lot of cartoons, old you know invader Zim and like weird stuff like that and it's it's nice to be able to wipe that stuff off my hard drive and use the space for other things like podcasts and making rap music, and being yeah, able to have yeah. it there wherever I'm at, as long as I have internet, you know but. right. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens and and if some more competition
1: arises. Maybe that's what I'm. I was going to say that they really need Amazon needs to. It, they won't have a lot of good offerings and and keep the prices down unless Amazon gets serious about it, Google gets serious about it, Apple gets serious. about
0: I'd be it. interested to see the that people from the MPAA invest in another company that rivals Netflix in streaming and then they get the good deals and are able to deliver a streaming that has more choices for cheaper and then just push Netflix out of business and then jack their prices up or kill it completely. (laughs) That's what I predict. Amazon
3: has made a move. They just released an application for um, the PlayStation three to allow uh, streaming from their, from their video store on the PS3 now, and that's, that's, that's pretty big, especially with all of the Prime subscribers out there, and most of them do have yeah. these PS3s, and that's going to eat into that a little bit of that Netflix market.
2: You no know, the, P- the PS3 response is in part a response to what I, uh, Microsoft is doing with Xbox, exactly. which is turning into a major streaming platform. Mm-hmm.
1: We've got Amazon uh, Amazon Prime, and we want some of it, but their pricing is so whacked out. It's as I recall, three ninety nine for a movie and a dollar ninety nine for a thirty minute TV program. You want a Scooby Doo or something for what? thirty minutes, and it costs half as much as a movie. Check out. But what TV. does
0: that say for what they're getting their prices at?
1: I, I mean, is no that no direct it says they need competition, man? Because uh, yeah, we wacky. Have, Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, there isn't, they're just making up arbitrary prices. Competition will force them to stop doing that. The movies are a good deal uh, if they've got a movie you want to see, but the TV programs are ridiculous.
0: Well, and they'll, they'll get, I think, more in that direction once they see more of a demand for it. And if you can, if people like Microsoft or Sony can instantly turn their their console <laughs> gamer base into instant subscribers, there's a built-in audience of quite a few million people right there without even isn't, really isn't doing anything. Isn't that the
1: business Microsoft's really in? Are they really in the game business, or are they in the you know, video in your living room business? Full entertainment, I think, right? Just, yeah. yeah.
0: So, I wonder right, what percentage uh, of
1: people spend time playing games with their Xboxes as opposed to streaming video.
0: Uh, Do you want to pour out a little liquor for the creators of the C sixty four? You want to tell us about that. And some of us younger people maybe not know what that is.
3: Only thing I can tell you about that the C sixty four is I do remember seeing one in a Radio Shack. I don't. What is it? What is it? Um, it's an old. I just remember seeing a keyboard.
1: It looks like it plugs into a television. Am I right,
3: Larry? Like.
1: Yeah, they had it. That came later. They okay. First of all, I never had one, so although uh, uh-huh. I did meet a few times, Chuck Petal, the guy—not the guy that died, but the guy that was doing the business part—and uh-huh. it, it, the first thing they came out with was the Commodore PET, and it was a like an all-in-one thing. It was a little display and a keyboard. Uh, you know, it kind of looked like a, a a a terminal, but the whole thing—it was a single un, a, you know one-piece thing—and it had a, a cassette tape drive. And you know where I saw it? The, I saw a Commodore PET uh, at the house of the guy that uh, that came from Xerox Park and, and oh, did okay. the Lisa at Apple. But he had a. I remember he had a uh, uh, one of those Commodore PETS. That's but cool. It was, yeah, it was kind of like uh, you know there was the TRS-80 at that time. Yeah. Um, Amiga, right? So Amiga, this... Amiga was pretty cool. I again, I didn't have one. They had color display. They had multi processor operating system, uh, multi not processor, multi process operating system. Um, Amiga was pretty sophisticated machine, but I never had.
0: We're talking about Jack Tramiel. He was eighty three when he died. Yeah, and this was the yes. Commodore sixty four. Um, one of his first claims to fame was the engineering of a sub ten dollar watch. Until the Commodore 64 came along, the gentleman built it up, then left the company to go lead
1: Atari. That's crazy. But the, the Commodore 64 was not introduced their, their in
0: machine. eighty-two, right?
1: Yeah. The Commodore PET, I would guess, was in the maybe seventy-seven, something like that. Yeah. See, I'd never heard of the PET. Really? See, oh, my yeah. first
0: one was the Apple IIc. It was the one that had the handle that, and it had the little TV box that you would hook it up to either a television Separate. or the little green monitor.
3: Yeah, see, I remember the, the first Macintosh. <laughs> that was the first computer that I ever yeah. dealt with. It was the first really? Macintosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And, um, but like I said, later I do remember seeing a, a C64 in a, in a Radio Shack. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember being in there. I was with my mother and my sister. I have no idea why my mom was in Radio Shack. She would never go in there now. And I saw it in there, and, of course, a, a curious kid wants to walk over there and touch it, and my mom's and like, why. don't you touch that. You better leave that alone, you know. So I <laughs> yeah. never never even could tell you what the thing felt like, but I do remember seeing it in there.
1: Yeah. Like
3: I said, from what I remember, it looked like a keyboard that plugged into like a television set or something.
1: Yeah, it was a keyboard. It was all in one. the The processor and memory and everything was in that big fat keyboard big thing. Keyboard. But yeah, that man. was not their first machine. I think there was a Commodore. That fat keyboard one was not the first one, uh, as I don't think. And I know for sure that the Commodore PET came first. And uh, but it's nice looking
3: back at that because it was it was inspirational for some of the other folks down the road. That pretty much paved the way for all the technology we use now as far as computing goes, you know. Yeah. They kind of think, yeah. We've lost him now, and then we lost um, the guy that created units just late
1: last year, right? Yeah. And the guy that created the Altair died, too, a couple of years ago.
2: There's right? a long, long story, in, on a uh, long, long article on Wikipedia on the origins and the early models of the uh, Commodore. Commodore. I was
0: just reading online. that. These things had 64K. <laughs> That's so crazy, yeah. hence the name. <laughs> uh, during its lifetime, sales told between 12.5 and 17 million units, making it the best-selling single personal computer model of all time. <laughs> That's so amazing.
2: Wow. Wait,
1: really? Approximately. They more than the Apple too? Come on.
2: Uh um... Well, you got you gotta understand between... the knock on the Commodore PET at the time was that it was a toy. I mean, it was yeah. it was a plastic kind of cheap components, uh, and it it had a operating system that had some sophistication, but there wasn't an ecosystem of apps around it that ever. Oh, no. yeah. Ever lent it credibility.
0: So this says between 83 and 86, the C64 dominated the market with between 30 and 40% share and 2 million mm. units sold per year, outselling IBM PC compatibles, Apple Inc., and Atari 8 bit family computers.
1: Yeah, but that's the IBM PC was a whole different price range and a whole different market. Well, that's sure, not sure. That's apples yeah. and oranges.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Approximately ten thousand commercial <laughs> software titles were made for the C64. Yeah. How many Commodore
1: Pets were sold? Uh, are you guys that are reading Wikipedia? No clue. <laughs> no clue. Because I remember, like I said, I saw it at Larry Tesler's house, and he had it had a cassette tape recorder uh, for storage. Uh, and it was integral, though; it was all one uh, one unit. But I don't think that sold very many at all. And like y'all said, it was a total toy. All yeah. right. Things well, all came with BASIC in ROM, too, in those days. Yeah. yeah. So you oh, could yeah. write little programs, you know, like...
0: Uh, well, let's like move on. Uh, get Larry, did you want to talk any more about the new uh, Google Plus interface? Did you... Yeah, I don't like
1: it. You write something I up? Mean, maybe, I'm, maybe I have... Okay, I'll have to... Go- Get Google. off the
0: lawn with your skateboards, <laughs> god
1: damn it. You kids. Yeah, really. God you kids and your wiper snappers <laughs> changing that damn user interface. Bring back the green chalkboard. <laughs> yeah, man. What's wrong with green screens? Who needs all those dots? In front? <laughs> no, so, let me tell and, you, though. I, I'll give you my reason, and maybe I haven't messed with it enough to fall in love with it, but if I ask myself, how do I use Google+, Plus? I used it kind of as a blog. Uh, and I went to compose a blog post. I put a, a picture on there for you guys to look at, and they've got so much crap. The whole right hand side of the screen is now trying to convince me to join chats of and, what and other crap you might circles like. Circles and whole area for creating for editing and um, blog posts has been squeezed down. And then I tried to put two pictures on a blog post. And because the area is so small, and because I think they'll fix this. Hey, if you want to pin to pictures, the pictures so use Pinterest them together. Um, I don't know. I, if if I, you want to post pictures, tell me Larry, where I like it.
0: But check this out. Their whole problem is they're using a post box designed for status updates on a platform that wants you to blog and to be more interactive with your media but they're constrictive in the restraints that they put on you in what you can do with the box like they need you need I want something like a full wordpress editor where you can view html yeah. and you can
1: do this hey, and that man, like they own that would blogger. be key why don't they integrate blogger because they're uh, stuck you know, that, in that their editor social... for uh, blog post is just lame as hell they're and stuck got in blogger it. and it's been out for long enough that they should have done something about write them a letter they're stuck oh, in too easy larry you know you used to be able to I, when it first came out, you could give them little feedbacks. Remember down in the you right. You can hand still corner? do that. They have What's a really intuitive feedback system. You highlight things. I gave them things. a whole list of crap, including what a lame editor you've got. <laughs> They're like this jerk off again. <laughs> this guy.
3: That made it to the top of the list.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, oh, we see that. Maybe. <laughs> what a
3: lame editor you got!
0: <laughs> but doesn't it? They're just copying what Facebook does, what Twitter does. All of those text entries. It's like Tumblr, Posterous. I mean, it's all the same thing. You can post a picture, maybe a video, and some text. There there's nothing above and beyond that.
2: Here's an interesting the, post. Uh, Rafe Needleman over at uh, CNET. Like, right. I do, too. Uh, Interviewed on his show, uh, Reporters' Roundtable, uh, Vic Gundotra and uh, Bradley Horowitz from from Google Google. and Google Mm -hmm. Plus today. And uh, one little interesting piece that came out of that interview, they're claiming 170 million people are now using Google Plus. And that, of course, leads you to the question of, well, what do you mean by using? And... uh, uh the the the, the google guys are saying what they're looking for is uh, the, uh google plus as a layer Of uh, social functionality on top of Google's core services. Right.
0: So that means anytime I check in with Google Latitude, even though I'm not using Google Plus or anything like that, that's counting me as an active Google Plus user, right? Yeah. Because that's all.
2: And more importantly, every time you plus one. Right. Right. You know, an article anywhere in the web. So all of
0: that's counted as
3: active
2: active users
3: and I don't think that's a fair assessment' it's, I know some some users that are have signed up for Google+ Plus, um, some of my Twitter followers that is they signed up for it they didn't delete the Google account but they're still out there you know they're not using it they they used yeah. it for that first um, initial period and decided you know what this isn't for me isn't it worth it? you know and it's still there but
1: but every service must have that I mean I'll bet Facebook's got Oh yeah, that—that's just yeah. your
0: baseline yeah. noise floor of dead yeah. users, you know, and yeah. spam accounts, when, right?
2: When, when you hear Facebook talk about its number of uh, unique users per month, that is—that's uh, not necessarily visits to facebook. dot com. It's yeah. somebody liking something liking somewhere. Something.
1: Gotcha. Okay, Mike, the the uh, interview you were just reading, it's, from what it sounds like they they it sounds like they would want me not to use it as a blog but to use keep using blogger and then just post links to blog posts isn't that what it about. so
0: they want you to curate into google plus for the purpose of seo for their their algorithm but still use your own site as the main platform that way you retain ownership of it and you're just posting it here you're posting it to Twitter you're posting it to Facebook but it lives on your server like Yats yeah, lives on my server and we just post you know yeah. out outward from it which is not a bad idea if you just use Twitter and Facebook but and then Google it's Plus just Twitter. they own I mean, your isn't stuff isn't that what tw- that's you have same. no ownership over any of your content if if you do that so you have to have your own domain, your own...
1: Well, I mean, there's Some people whole, it blows down.
2: There's a whole range of bloggers who maybe don't care about ownership of the content, just want to get their voice heard and that was what I thought Google Plus was doing mm. so well. Is providing a, a, a sort of a quick, simple, instant blog facility and I, I think this redesign moves them in a different direction. Yeah.
3: From what I remember a lot about the infancy was bloggers were noticing the engagement. You know, they, they'd link out to their, to their blog inside of a a G plus post and all of the comments there on, on Google plus, it just felt more engaging to them. And then of course they would tell them, okay, well, if you comment in here, go back and comment on my blog well, as th- well. Think
0: you know, about this, aren't person? they aren't they solving that problem by coming out with their own third party comment system? Google Maybe. coming out with? <laughs> Maybe. That's what I read. I mean, well, but they've
1: already got comments on whether it's their own or anybody else's that'll be for other people but you can do comments on Google Plus posts but I'm saying like how
0: how Um, Facebook you can have comments in your own like on yet another com. we could pipe Facebook comments in there so when someone leaves a comment on our site it's piped into Facebook or when someone comments on Facebook about us it's piped back in there and that's why I think Google's going to come out with as their own to kind of rival that so you'll have either the choice or use both or who knows. Then we'll have other parties come out to aggregate all of the comments from everybody and pipe (sighs) it into one spot. And and there you go.
2: You know, that was my reaction when I first saw the Google plus redesign and, and and the reaction was, this is not yet complete. This is, they are making space on the page for adding new services I have no idea what those are, but something else is in the works. Well, look at the post box.
0: What is the post box dedicated for mostly? Text, pictures, and videos, right? And attach a location so we know where you're at, which ties into three of their main services, location, video, and pictures. So I I don't know. I, I guess for what it is, it, it's geared
1: towards... But it's, it's lame. What if I want to have links to three different YouTube movies in a post? Then make three posts. I <laughs> oh,
0: <no. laughs> or, or, or use make, Blogger. Or make one WordPress. blog post. Or use any other damn thing in the world. There you go. Why make can't one, they get the Blogger team to
1: work on Google Plus?
0: Use the tool as it's made for. You make your blog post with the three videos and then you link to that on Google Plus. Done and done.
1: You see, I, work. But I, right. I didn't really know that's notice. what they're pushing me to do.
0: More work. Um, you poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you about work. Have you ever lifted a five gallon jug of water? Let hey, me man. tell you what I do all day I, before I come here and do this. Let
3: me tell all you about my, my day. All
1: through high all through high school and college I loaded freight cars. Okay. And let me tell you, I know. Man, looking at your oh, little no.
3: arms, I got a feeling you're not lugging five gallons of anything. Shit. No, not <laughs> You'd be bad.
1: surprised. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> there you go. Okay, let's have a bicep. Oh, bicep. Oh, bicep <laughs> come on, guys. Camera. Let's get this over with. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. right but hey, let up. me ask you guys one last thing about Google. I hear you all keep talking about white space, white space. To me, there's no white space at all. It's just the whole right-hand side.
0: Because you're below. running 800 by 600 high contrast no, I'm right. because you're old and blind. Whatever.
1: <laughs> Um, I got tons of dots.
2: Scroll Um, down, Gary, Larry. If you if you scroll down, after a while, what you wind up with is a wide white column on the right.
1: Okay, it's that white space. Okay, but the the place where you're composing your post stays as skinny as ever. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And,
2: And and I think the argument is the post could be a lot wider.
1: Yeah, Maybe or you, could, or oh, you could do away with a lot of that crap on the
0: right. But that like, would infringe it? on the ad space. How are we going to sell you stuff?
1: I don't know. That's your problem.
0: All right, moving on. Mike, did you buy a phone? If so, which carrier oh, yeah. and why? Oh, go. I am
2: still in the throes of phone indecision. It, did you and, get to go play with any? No, I didn't, but I'll tell you what I did do. I, I, I did a lot of reading this week about the uh, Nokia Lumia 900 mm-hmm. or 9000, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like a really sweet phone. I think, uh, I think Microsoft has uh, really hit its stride with the operating system. I think the app support is getting there, but not there yet. And I think Nokia built a really nice instrument. Or device. So, I'm kind of tempted although I'm so heavily into the Google apps universe that an Android phone still really makes sense for me. Well, how
0: would a Windows phone integrate with with the Gmail and what else are you using?
2: Well, a Windows phone actually integrates nicely. I mean, you can you can set up uh, as your primary email account a Google apps account Right on Windows Phone Seven. Oh, that's cool! And it pulls in all of the contacts. It pulls in all of the mail. I mean, it's it's not the full cool Google Gmail application. You know, it, pre- it presents the mail more sequentially rather than by conversation. But it's it's a workable mail client. Nice. You know, Whoa. there there is though no. Uh, Google Voice application for Windows Phone Seven. Because they uh, want
0: you to use Skype or what? Well, no,
2: I could probably. see
0: Microsoft locking you into that, maybe. Yeah.
2: yeah. Now
0: that's theirs. Why not?
2: Yeah, All right. Google just—you uh, know—I think Google just hasn't had the incentive to develop a, a Google Voice app for Windows Phone Seven. A lot of the third-party app developers are saying there's not enough market. To justify the investment in Windows Phone Seven, it's Microsoft is just
3: going to have to do the way Verizon did and just pump a whole lot of money into the marketing. You know, with yeah. Ver- you know how Verizon had the yeah. whole Droid brand. Yeah. And
1: but aren't, isn't Microsoft the phone is really cheap? Isn't it ninety nine bucks or something? Ninety nine dollars. So it. they must somebody Microsoft or somebody subsidizing it. Yeah. more than most people do. Nokia for, a real,
2: for and that, you know that's for a real flagship very mm. capable phone. Yeah. So they 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 know what they need to do which is to get volume numbers of users using a, a Nokia device with Windows Phone 7 operating system that'll bring in more app developers that'll you know it creates the uh, ecosystem that they need to have for Windows Phone 7 to be viable in the long term.
3: How many commercials do you all see for Windows Phone 7? I hear about this Nokia phone only through tech um, journals and tech sites and so forth. I I never see anything on television nor do I even hear a radio ad or anything like that. So the common uh, user that's not watching tech stuff, they they have no idea about the Windows Phone. All they hear is iPhone and Android.
0: You know what I just saw is that, uh, according to Computer World, Nokia found a memory management problem on some of its AT&T phones, uh, the Lumia 900. And so they're offering, uh, they say that that affected internet connectivity. And so as a gesture of goodwill, Nokia is offering customers who purchased or plan to purchase the Lumia 900 a $100 credit on their AT&T bill, uh, until April twenty first, and so they're going to wow. give you a, and and they're they're going to just say here go go get yourself an Android phone. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a hundred bucks. Cool.
3: No service
0: pack. What
3: huh. isn't that the Microsoft way? No kidding. No. Well, what
2: what that's saying is essentially they're they're giving the, giving away the device for free. Nokia yeah.
0: said the bug was strictly in the hand handsets software. Customers are also permitted to swap their phone for an updated Lumia 900 model. Yay.
2: Well, that sounds like they're handling it well.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: I am seeing some advertising around San Francisco for the Lumia 900. But But you're in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're, We're inside the bubble Right, you know, I haven't heard one thing.
3: You know, I played with the Windows Phone 7, I want to say last year, and that was purely off of my effort going to seek one out. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm not a AT&T customer, but I went to the AT&T store to specifically seek out one of these phones and play with that UI. And that's the last I've have touched one, and that's the last I've seen one around town and so forth. You know, and like I said, you don't hear anything about these phones. You know, and the Nokia, just like you said, it seems like it's going to be the one that carries the load for them and and give them a little bit of success. But they really should market this thing if they want to come out of the grave.
2: Yeah. Earlier this year, the word was Microsoft was going to spend Microsoft and. In- Nokia together, we're going to spend up to $400 million in advertising the Lumia line this year.
3: Okay, um, that's Verizon money.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's serious money. But, I, you know, I, I have to agree with you, Aunt. I haven't seen it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I've seen a few billboards or a few wall posters around town in San Francisco, but th- that's, you know, that's cheap. That's, that's you know, as, as
1: well 000. as advertising, what happens when you walk into a store? Does oh, the salesman get a, a kickback and, you know, does yeah. he have an incentive to... You'll never see it. <laughs> huh? You no, want that... the
3: iPhone, sir. <laughs> yeah, I can there, walk for in example. There green, yeah. I can walk in there with a t-shirt with the green Android on my shirt. Sir, yes. are you here to look at the new iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> That would be. It's no.
0: gonna be like the Walmart <laughs> Target special, where you know they're just yeah. here. You go, and then rebates to to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, um, we got about ten minutes left. Mike, you want to tell us about your Google Plus post about next gen Wi Fi?
2: Oh yeah, that's a that's a really interesting story. There, uh, the the international um, agency that sets standards. It is about to finalize and promulgate a new wireless standard uh, called 802.11ac, so the two letters, A, C. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's the successor to 802.11n, which has been around, I mean, that's been the the leader since about 2007.
0: So that's not confusing at all. We have B, G, N, A, C. That's fine.
2: Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. (laughs) I like that the 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 promise is that AC will deliver wireless connectivity at speeds as fast or faster than your at home wired connection. Uh, so it's it, it looks cool. It's the first uh, the first devices, the first uh, routers, wireless routers are expected later this year. You know, in time for the holidays, uh, you should see laptops supporting this uh, AC standard. And probably what will happen is the laptops will support both N and AC mm-hmm. uh, starting about the time of the holidays. And then, you know, into 2013, you'll start to see lap uh, tablets and phones supporting the AC standard. So it's apparently the coming thing, and uh, you know, I for one like it because I'm not very happy about paying yet another um, for paying for yet another data plan for wireless uh, cellular connection. I much prefer wired wireless uh, Wi-Fi Wi-Fi connections. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know the uh, you guys know that that trade magazine which like olives just shrunk to almost nothing, Network World. Did mm-hmm. any of you guys get that? Okay, about three weeks ago they had a, a comparative test of half a dozen Wi-Fi routers that use three antenna MIMO instead of two. Is, is that the same thing, this sort of three stream and, and uh, suck up the information from the three streams and, re, and do the recreation? Is that what this is?
0: That's what it. They
1: re- they reviewed like half a dozen of them, and they were all uh, some were super expensive, but others weren't, and they were all quite a bit faster than 802.11n, and, and also had longer, uh, you know, reach that you didn't have to have uh, the, the sensitivity of your radio was you you were okay from further away, so they sounded really cool. Is is that the same thing? From the looks of, of this Trendnet you know? Tew 811dr router,
0: it's got the three antennas on it. They're pretty cool-looking. Um, they say that, uh, according to the technical paper, the it, it went from 2.4 gigahertz to 5 gigahertz, and it uses, instead of a 60 gigahertz frequency band, it uses, or instead of 40, excuse me, it uses an 80 megahertz mm-hmm. wide band. So it can get more in the three And antennas. And I
2: think if you read down that article, they, they also talk about a new encoding of the data stream, so you effectively get somehow two two channels of data being delivered simultaneously with yeah, kind of increases. a denser
1: modulation.
2: Yeah, a- I mean, I'm way out of my uh, technical uh, depths in talking about wireless protocols. I just I just want this wireless protocol. Here, working at my home tomorrow. <laughs> right. That's that's what I know.
0: Yeah, they get into like when they beam forming. When they say
1: as things fast things. as your wired Ethernet, they're not talking about gigabit Ethernet. No, they're right?
0: talking a hundred megabits, megabits per second. Right? Hundred megabits. Yeah.
2: The typical home. But
0: that's at relatively yeah, close range, so, and that's where they get into the whole uh, beam forming to get you it to what? go further.
3: I still haven't bought into the wireless in. 802.11n myself. Um, the, the regular consumers, they have their standard internet connectivity at home, and let's say, what's the average down? Uh, what, 8 megabits? I mean, uh, 8 megabytes per second coming from their ISP, and most people, they're not going to notice the difference in that speed because purely the geek folks are doing data transfers from one device to another in the house, the rest of the time they're just surfing the web and 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 they're not gonna notice that speed from G to N unless you're networking
0: or gaming. I've had a a couple friends complain about gaming on the PS3 and their their router just they're getting crazy amounts of lag. And it's not the internet. So
3: Yeah But other than that I've had several people, you know, is like I've told you I build Machines for people, and um, that that whole question comes up. Well, should I get this this wireless N router and so forth? And I'm like, if you can find your cheaper G, just get it. You're not you are not going to see a difference, you know. I mean, and it's and it's going to be different use cases, just like you said.
1: How, how about streaming video? Your Netflix videos? This
3: this device I have here is a G.
1: <laughs> are you real close to it?
3: It's um well see in my particular case it's it's plugged in, it's not wireless. Oh well. You know, yeah. but
0: it's I always can best practice if you're doing voice stuff or video stuff to go wired, either to way. To go wired, and that's if, always,
1: if you, if you can. can. But I think an awful lot of people, including me, like I have two machines that are plugged into my little uh I don't know, router and radio combination, whatever you call it. But I also you know, right now I'm sitting in a room sort of you know, not miles away. I don't live in a mansion, but uh you know, I do a lot of wireless connectivity. My wife wanders around with her iPad too. Um, and yeah, I don't know if again, I would, I don't know if I had eight oh two eleven G with Netflix uh would it have any trouble? I I have not tried it because I've only had eight oh two
3: eleven. Well, you know, I just realized I have an old laptop back there with my hard heads. Uh, it's an old Dell, I think it's a latitude. Six ten or something like that, mm-hmm. and it has a B card in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: They stream Netflix wirelessly. And B was what eleven megabits. Yeah, yeah. And but it, how, how far away? How far away are you from the? Uh, I mean, my little place. I live in a shoe bot, so it's what roughly twenty feet.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm like you know. where I'm sitting now. I'm probably, I don't know, maybe forty. I can't tell you. Well, you should feet, get yourself an Android too. phone
0: and get Wi-Fi analyzer and do some fades and see yeah. where your dust. Well, you know, I like.
1: did. Remember when we were all in Byte dot com? I did a thing comparing. Uh, I did get a little analyzer and and did a post. And what because what I had discovered was that my laptop radio was way more sensitive than the iPad radio. Right. right? Oh, um, I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. Post of
2: yours. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and. Um, or maybe it wasn't in Bite, maybe it was in uh the uh, a new domain, I'm not sure. But it was somewhere. <laughs> Google Plus. That's I did fun. it. It's down. Um, you know, but you know the, the, the bottom but the bottom end is, the bottom line is my wife from my bedroom, my wife's iPad is really kind of flaky with eight oh two eleven N. And if we had eight oh two eleven B or G, I wonder um if she could get any kind of well, think about the power. Diff- connectivity at all in our bedroom.
0: Think about the power differences and what a laptop's working with, mostly being plugged in. Probably
1: yeah. the antenna's no. going to be a lot stronger. And no, no, for sure. I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to say. Uh, I don't think. I don't. I'd, om- I'd be really amazed if I had instead of an N radio, I had uh, a GB. I'd be amazed if she could use her iPad from her bedroom, from our bedroom. I think well, and I got you're talking some to do this weekend. There you go.
0: And you're talking two different things. You're talking distance and bandwidth. So it, totally, it's, yeah. yeah. But that's yeah, but I mean,
1: that's the those two are aren't tied together. I mean, they're anyhow. Well, yeah. I don't know. What I'm it does, tired. it steps down in speed as you get further away, until right. it finally steps down to zero because there's not <laughs> enough signal. Though, yeah.
2: I'm no. I'm just nerd enough so that if there's a faster, if there's a it. faster protocol out there, I want it. I want it. A, period. And, <laughs> and, I, I I'll look, you know, I'll look. I won't necessarily be the very first adopter, but I'll be an early adopter. And I'll, if I have to spend a little bit more money for it, I just I'll sleep better at night. And honestly, I will. Yeah.
3: Don't get me wrong. I do a lot of FTP in here in the house. You know, Matthew. from laptop to desktop, and so forth for whatever reason. And Seeing those transfer rates be as high as they are, oh, it's 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 great. I love it. Now, I can see it being useful for that, but just for my cousins or whomever, just to to be online to check Facebook, email. Yeah, yeah, I don't don't see them needing to buy into that.
0: All right, Larry, before we wrap this thing up, give us an Uncle Larry's historical screw up. You remember that one time you pissed off Bill Gates? Do you remember yeah, that?
1: Yeah. I was. I don't remember that. How'd you know about that? You remember that.
0: Tell, tell me yeah, about no, that. It's that true. One time. I
1: did piss Bill Gates off once. Um, there, was, there used to be a thing. God, I got all this. Do you guys ever hear of a thing? Maybe Mike has. It used to be called the National Computer Conference. Oh, yeah. From AFibs. Remember that? Yeah, American yeah. Federation of Information oh, Processing Society. You young folks don't know. Hey, Ant, you about. remember dinosaurs? <laughs> 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 no, it's this a is dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, the NCC National Computer Conference was—it was a big deal in the computer science world, and and you know, it was before personal computers. The NCC. Uh, NCC and the Fall Joint and Spring Joint Computer Conferences of this AFIPS. AFIPS was the American Federation of Information Processing Societies. And uh, I I was into PCs kind of early on. I That's a nice... That's a, one that wasn't a screw-up. I really fell in love with the Altair 32 seconds after I saw it on that magazine cover. But... Um, so I was into PCs, and I was also kind of respectable and new guys. So I was brought into the steering committee of National Computer Conference uh, from the time the uh, PC started until National Computer Conference disappeared and was eaten by things like Comdex and the West Coast Computer Fair. Um, And so I had to get one year a, um, what do you call it, a keynote speaker for personal computing. And so I called Bill Gates or I invited Bill Gates. But I also invited uh, Shit, who was it? Bob Beamer. I, I invited a couple. I was still stuck in the old established academic computing mindset. So I invited a couple of other people, too. You know, I just I didn't offer the invitation, but I say, would you all be interested? And I made an incredibly stupid choice of picking Bob Beamer, who was the guy that invented ASCII, that was his claim to fame, um, <laughs> over Bill Gates. And Bill Gates called <laughs> me up. Bill Gates called me up. And he's screaming on the phone, do you know who I am? <laughs> Our just went ballistic. And oh, as I love it. Steve Jobs, I thought, what an asshole you are. That's so <laughs> awesome. Oh, wow. Terrible mistake. I should have said, yes, sir, Mr. Gates, can I have a job? <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> so that was... Uh,
0: That's amazing. I love those little glimpses yeah. back into time and... that's our roots and these are our
1: roots he was more approachable than than Steve Jobs I remember being in press conferences with him and he'd shoot the shit about stuff (laughs) Uh, but yeah that time (laughs) I really put him through the rough that's okay, so that's screw-up. That's,
2: that's classic, Larry. That's awesome. <laughs> I want to sure, hear man. some of you
1: guys. You guys have done some screw-ups, too. Come on.
3: Oh, never. I'm perfect. Shit. Dirty line. Haven't, haven't you heard? I'm perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're not old enough to have made massive screw-ups yet. None, at least, that I can talk it's about just on this a lot show. Of the little bits, yeah. Nothing I can... <laughs> All right, well, that was a great show, guys. Thanks for joining us, and those of you listening at home, thank you. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes. we got a Google Plus page and a Facebook page. And if you can tell the two apart, <laughs> well, good job for you then, because I cannot. Uh, Matt Lee, we got Ant Pruitt, Larry Press, Mike Rothman, Anewdomain.net, GroovyPost.com. That's where we write and podcast for. So, uh, thank you guys, and uh, we'll check you guys out next week. listening to Yet Another Tech Show,
2: check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.